All righty. Are we live? Number six. We are live. Let's go. Podcast. We have our man in OC, Josh Rybeck, again. We got our other guy who just got back from OC having to fight off some stormtroopers on his lady. <laughs> back up in Sacramento from Disneyland this weekend. And you have me, Richard Ramos, out here in Pasadena, California. A hotbed, San Gabriel Valley. Anyhow, guys, how's your week going? Good. Can't complain. Uh, Mario? I wasn't, a, I wasn't at Disneyland, but, you know. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, we just did the last couple of days of Disneyland. Uh, just drove the six hours back today. So, you know, a little tired, but I'm, I'm, I'm with it. It's just another day in paradise, you know. Is that why we didn't see you at Fargo? Because it's either Fargo or Disneyland for a weekend? Ooh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yes, that's why. <laughs> All righty. So, Frequent or most recent news? Did you guys see on the mat.com? One point five million dollars donated, uh, and some of that money actually is going to one of the new programs uh, in Pennsylvania, Wyoming Seminary. Um, I don't know. That seems like a lot of money. I know a lot, it's not a lot of it, but a chunk of it's going to that that part of the program. And did you guys know that they're actually considered like an extension, like Northern Michigan is for Greco? Yeah. Yes, I, I actually did not know that until recently. Uh, when I was kind of asking the same question, why, why would their program get a piece of that 1.5? Um, there's lots of good girls teams around the country um, that put in a lot of work as well. So I was curious of the same question, why they do, and that's what I was told was that it's like how Northern Michigan is an extension of our Greco program. Um, Wyoming Seminary is a uh, Olympic Training Center uh, uh, satellite um, to build our women's program here in the country. Hmm. Well, yeah, I would think uh, you hear a lot about grassroots programs, you know, something that is, is, you know, when, even when you're talking with somebody about the, the Olympic training center and things like that, they say like the Olympic training center is not going to grow wrestling. It's going to be those grassroots programs. So when you have something like seminary getting a, a chunk of that money, I don't, I don't know necessarily where all the rest of the money goes, but I would think that growing grassroots programs, getting more girls opportunities to get, to uh to competitions or even just camp sponsored camps getting some of those high level coaches out there um i think the money would probably be better spent you know spreading well, here's, out here's my question on this one um i know there's obviously girls that get scholarshiped and whatnot to go there but i pulled up their website today out of sheer curiosity and uh wyoming seminary is 55 thousand dollars per student just let that sit for a second 55 g's and yet they're taking money from this 1.5 for their women's wrestling team. I mean, in my opinion, it's just kind of like the richer getting richer. Now, um, on the other hand, you know, to play devil's advocate, they are providing opportunity for girls. Um, they are pulling girls from states that don't have a lot of opportunity to give them this chance to wrestle. So, you know, there's some benefits there. But here's the truth is that I have a girls team at the Swamp. We do a lot of travel. We like to build a sport. We could sure use some of that 1.5 our way, you know, so I'm, I want to know where do I sign up for that? What's the criteria? Is it because they're a school? Well, because they're a school is the same reason that they're getting that $55,000 a year per student. So what, 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 where's the trade-off here, you know? Yeah, no, I, you're right. And that's the thing. It's 55000 a year. They, uh, they supposedly scholarship some girls in. But really, when you have the infrastructure already in place, it's not really hitting you at 55000 a year to add 
a couple girls that you're scholarshipping in. You know what I'm saying? I don't. So there's according that. To, according to what I know, though, you it's only needs based scholarship financially. Not there are no athletic scholarships, and and Wyoming Seminary has other sports too. Uh, football's a big sport there too, so I, I think it's needs based. I don't think it's athletic. I'm sure that the good athletes have a better need though. Well, um, too is you know what I mean. If if they don't. Why are you giving money to people who could afford fifty five thousand a year? Not that they could necessarily just shell out fifty five grand. I'm sure they're making payments or taking a second out. I don't know. I don't know the situation, but I mean, it just seems to me that a lot of these opportunities that are given like this are people who don't necessarily need money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you see a GoFundMe for somebody traveling the world team, and you look at it and they're like, "Whoa, they kind of come from a pretty good background," versus somebody no, who's not necessarily coming. From Why haven't we seen them out here on the West Coast? They got that kind of money, man. If I had 1.5, my girls would be going to the Viper Pit. My girls would be at Cornell Duels. My girls would be wrestling at that um, Cliff King tournament in New York. You know what I'm saying? My girls would be all over the place. If, if money was no object, I mean, my girls are already over the place, and I've got to figure out a way to pay for it. If you got rid of that obstacle for me, can you imagine the travel that we would do? They stay on the East Coast. I would love to have a Wyoming Seminary team come out here and duel my Swamp Monsters, you know, and, and see where they at. So I – I'm wondering, you know, let's follow the trail of money. They're getting 55 per kid. They're getting a chunk of this 1.5. Where's the money going? Are they paying some fancy coaches, which I'm sure they are, and these coaches deserve it, but let's 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 follow the trail of money. If we're trying to grow the sport, is this is this really effective? Yeah, well, I mean, you got Aaron Tomeo, who was on the U.S. Uh, coaching staff, I believe, for a while. You got uh, Adeline Gray, I think, is also a coach there. That's the best, um, yep. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, you got some girls with some, some accolades and some girls – with some coaching experience. Um, but I think too, like, this was their first year, right? I think this was their first year that they actually had the, the full season under their belt. Maybe they're just kind of getting their schedule down. But another thing too, is they do freestyle. They only do freestyle. So, I mean, you got to look at that also like, okay, what big freestyle, you know, tournaments are there on the West coast? They're not, there's not really anywhere for them to make it, but I would like to see them out here. I mean, if, if, if not one of my events or something like the that. The like, Wars would have been a perfect opportunity for them to come out and flex some muscle. Mm, yeah, Pocatello is definitely something I, I can imagine. And they, may, and they may be there next year. You know, we don't know. But another thing, too, is, um, you know, you, you look at their, at their roster this year that they had. Um, they had three AAs. Um, Two sisters were, were finalists, and you had a fourth place in there. And, uh, you know, you got to look at that and, turn, and and kind of think to yourself, yeah, uh, Baker was first place, and then uh, Walker, Caitlin Walker was second at 106, and Amanda Walker was fourth. And then aside from that, they didn't have any other placers that I could find on uh, in Fargo. So, really, you got to wonder, like, what is their criteria? What how, what are they using to, to select their team? How are they getting their girls? I mean, you hear rumors – you know, you hear rumors that, you know, Amet Elor has been asked to go. Uh, I know Stefana, when she was wrestling for Somar and coming out, uh, we were talking about that. And that was an option for her, too, talking to her dad. Um, and they definitely, they have a needs based on her dad works his butt off. And he's got a lot of kids, uh, you know, several kids that are uh, you know, in college and other things. So they definitely would have needed some of that scholarship money. But I know Sunkiss is taking care of them now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, makes, it helps you, like, can't help but wonder, what, you know, how do you get on that team? You know, I, I mean, I know for us, you know, people find out what we try to do for our kids and, you know, we got people from out of state coming over like, Oh, Hey, how do we get part of the select team? And it's like, well, you know, there hasn't been a set criteria. There is now. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, people definitely are looking for help. Sometimes people who don't need help are looking for help. I mean, everybody's looking to save a buck, whether they have it or not. And I understand, I get it. Uh, but I think, you know, when you're paying 55K a year, I think I would want to see my kids on the mat a little bit more. But that's a philosophy thing also. Maybe they don't believe in it. Maybe they're going a different philosophy from everybody else. You know, and I, I know like uh, one of the guys we had on our, one of our first uh, podcast, Patrick, uh, he was he's one of those guys who's always like, you know, compete less, train more. So maybe that's one of those things also. But uh, there's also some other benefits from being there. Did you guys, you guys know that uh, the seminary girls, from what I heard from this is from, I haven't, haven't seen it writing anywhere, but from what I heard is they don't pay to go to the, the camps at USA Wrestling and all of them get to go to the camps at USA Wrestling. You guys hear anything about that? No, but they are part of the USA Wrestling extension program. So that's probably the reason. And the other yeah. thing we got to, the other thing we got to remember is um, the the man the the family who donated the money did want some of that money to go to Wyoming Seminary, so you really can't for USA Wrestling to say, "Oh, we want to use the money as we please." Well, he's just going to say, "I'm going to pull my money back in in that scenario." But in that situation, why, why why in that situation why even donate it to USA Wrestling? Then, if you already are allocating it to to Wyoming Seminary. Then why not just do a million to, to, to USA Wrestling and then, you know, half a million to, you know, wherever, or vice versa. You know, why why say it's just a USA Wrestling if you know already you're allocating towards that? You know, just, that's that's just a good question. I, yeah. If I have that much money. I, mean, I, I may be wrong, but I heard that he had just did, donated it for the growth of women's wrestling to USA Wrestling to do with as they please. Now, I may be totally wrong with that. I know he's from Pennsylvania and, and was about growing women's wrestling in the area. But I don't know that he wrote in his endowment that I want you to give X amount of dollars to this private school that already charges girls $55,000 a year to come here. You know, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't have any inside information. I'm just a crazy dad from California, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, that might be something that we need to, to call USA Wrestling on and kind of get an idea, you know, about, hey, how's this, how's this uh, endowment working? You know, is, is, there, is there a way that grassroots programs can get a hold of some of the money yeah, and try to grow it? Yeah. You know, I'll, I can try to make a call tomorrow and see. They're usually pretty responsive when we, when we uh, reach out to them. But, um, but I mean, how, does, how, how would you compete with that, Mario? I mean, you're saying, like, bring them out to Pocatello as a high school coach. I mean, what's the sell? You know, I, I mean, we, we, we have all had daughters that wrestled. You know, what would it take for us to say, yeah, you know what? We want to send our daughter there. Is it just the coaches? Because. Okay, coaching, coaching for one. Now, you have to think, see, like, and, and this is kind of me repeating what we've talked about in a previous podcast, but you've got to put yourself in a position of one of these fathers in a state like Montana or Utah or we're their girls don't have much opportunity, man. We're spoiled out here in California. We get to look at the schedule and I say, I've got 10 tournaments every weekend to choose which one's the best to send my daughter to. These dudes in Montana got to have their daughters wrestling boys every weekend. These dudes in Utah got to have their daughters wrestling boys damn near every weekend. So the truth is, is Wyoming Seminary comes to these fathers and is like, hey, we have an opportunity to train your daughter just at freestyle where she's not going to have to wrestle boys anymore. And honestly, that's music to their ears. As a father, I would be like, hell yeah, where do I sign up? You know, yes, it's going to suck without me having my daughter around for a couple of years, but the end justifies the means. They're going to put her in a better position to go to college, blah, 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 blah. In that, in that sense, it makes perfect sense to me. Like as a dad, I would totally understand why somebody would take their daughter and send them to seminary. Now to play devil's advocate, this is what you talked about the other 
podcast, and, and and it was a great point. Is is yes, they take that girl from Utah, and they're giving her opportunity. But you know what they're doing is they're plucking a, a, a legitimate pioneer from that state, someone who could have paved the way for her and tons of other youth girls that grew up watching her. That are like, wow, Sage Mortimer is a badass. I want to be just like her, you know. And uh, and so. Like, how do you grow a garden? If you're constantly picking every rose that grows, yes. how do you grow a garden? It's you difficult. Can't it's do difficult. It. If yeah. they're pulling from California, honestly, I don't give a shit because we have a plethora of badass girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, it's going to hurt us in the long run. We might lose a couple hitters at Fargo, but in the long run, you know what? Big deal. Like, I understand why a parent would send their daughter there. But when you are taken from Montana, who has, you know, less than a dozen girls in their state or and 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 these are just me making up ballpark numbers i have no idea how many girls are in montana but uh, then it does hurt you're absolutely right you take two girls from a state that has 20 well shit you just took 10 percent of their wrestling population you know so i i see both sides of the coin it's good and it's bad you know so i i i mean if you want to really grow girls wrestling you don't sit there and just keep pulling you know plucking from it you know, you, you grow it, you know, you say, Hey, look, look but if you're one of those dads, you want your daughter to have as much opportunity, honestly, like, yeah, being a trailblazer is cool. But being a trailblazer, having to wrestle boys for four years sucks. Have sent an odd daughter off to Wyoming seminary and get her all in this exposure, these coaches, blah, 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 blah. It makes sense. It makes sense from a parent's point of view. I can understand why a parent would do that. You know, Really? Cause you're, you're a dad who actually likes his daughter training with boys. So in the long run, and we've talked to Jenny Wong our last episode, we've talked to Julia Salata. I mean, really, okay, yeah, it's unfortunate that, you know, some states, and, and what drives the state to have to sanction their girls if you keep moving girls out? You know, if you have that You're one right. really kick-ass right. wrestler, but then you say, hey, look at, look at this girl. being forced to compete against boys every weekend sucks, dude. And, I mean, you look at Tatiana Padilla, you look at Amanda Hendy, you look at Victoria Anthony, uh, Marcy Van Dusen, you know, these girls that were just, they had to wrestle boys, Kate, uh, uh, Jackie Catiline, you know, all these girls out there banging with guys, you know, really, you know, competing, you know, and, and winning. Um you know, those are the kind of people that moms and dads saw and were like, whoa, my daughter can wrestle. You know, I know for me personally, like I didn't even know there was girls wrestling until my daughter got to be a freshman. And then halfway through her season, I'm like, oh, there's a girls CIF. I didn't even know about it, you know, and I, and I had seen those girls wrestling, you know, growing up. And I was just like, oh, OK, well, this is good, you know, but you're not going to get those movements if you keep plucking the roses out of every garden before it, it, the whole bush is 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 flourishing, you know, okay. and, and on top of that, too. You got to look at it and say, okay, I guess it, it really comes down to, okay, what's the greater good? As a parent, as a parent, you really don't give a damn about that bush flourishing. You care yeah. about your rose, you know, yeah. and that's the truth. And that's, and that's the bottom line, you know, and it's, it's a selfish way to go, but that's the truth. So that, that parent in Wyoming, that parent in, in Florida, that parent in whatever state it is where these girls are getting plucked from, I, I understand, man. It's opportunity. It's it's a chance for their daughter to grow. It's a chance for their daughter to develop. And they don't have to go through the grind of wrestling these boys every weekend. These boys in Florida or whatever state, state X, you know, I'm not trying to pick on any yeah, state. But, but you get you you get to a tournament where you have to wrestle this girl that you know is a badass. You're gonna go out there and you're you're gonna I'm not saying you're gonna try to hurt anybody on purpose, but but these boys, man, they 
they go after the girls. They feel like they have nothing to gain. You know what I mean? They, they, they feel like, hey, if I lose to this girl, I lost to a girl. If I beat this girl, I've got nothing to gain because I'm beating a girl. And I'm not saying it's okay. I think it's a sexist-ass piece of crap attitude, but it's the way it is. And I, and I watch it at tournaments every day. And, and that's why I'm such a strong advocate of, yes, we practice with boys, but I don't, since my daughter started her freshman year of high school, I'm a staunch uh, advocate of not, not having them wrestle, um, wrestle against the boys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it gets to a point. I mean, and that's another subject for another day is at what point do you cut your girls off from wrestling boys, you know, competing against boys you don't know. That was my biggest fear, you know, because my daughter growing up watching me coach and being in the room with wrestlers that I coached who feared their coach, I knew they weren't going to hurt her. But the second I had right. her on the mat with a boy that I don't know, who doesn't know her, and doesn't care if, how her feelings are, and, I mean, she had her nose broke. She had her bones broke. She was, I mean, she was out there fighting, you know, and I see the benefit of it, but I also see the other side of it. So, but I don't think that institutionalizing something so where parents could avoid and states could avoid sanction it because you constantly are keeping those numbers down is going to be, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's an issue yet. Well, like I said, it's, it's, well, like you just said, it's, it's a whole nother show. But if you look at what happened to the numbers in Hawaii and uh, Texas, since they, they actually California. mandated the separation. California. Oh, but well, California, we haven't mandated separation yet. We yeah. have not told the boys they can't wrestle girls yet or the girls they can't enter boys tournaments yet. Hawaii and Texas have told them that. And we're talking about huge growth, huge yeah. growth. And I think girls wrestling in California would even take that next step. I mean, yes, it's going to suck for those schools in the north section that they'd yeah. like to send their girls to JV tournaments to wrestle the boys every weekend. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. You're going to have to get some more staff. You're going to have to do a little more travel. The growth of girls wrestling is coming, and this is a part of it, you know? Well, you know, LA City section is way ahead of the curve. They've been like three, they've been like four years already where they've mandated like girls don't wrestle boys, you know, at, at least in their section. You know, yeah. so the, the problem with uh, Texas and Hawaii is you can't even practice in a high school room with somebody of the opposite sex either, which ho poses a huge problem for the disparity between like a really good girl in the room and then you have a not very good that girl. That might be the case with Texas, but that's not the case with Hawaii. Everything is it, ran together in Hawaii. Their teams It is are with ran Texas. In, Texas for okay. sure. You got Bible belts. Their teams so are they, ran unison. They have uh they don't they, they don't have a girls team and a boys team. They, they don't care if you team. identify as somebody else. They're <laughs> like, no, you yeah. go back. I don't care if you're on steroids, you go back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> up, just, and it's like, nope, go back and get a girl's arm ripped off. <laughs> I actually saw that too. They like literally it was that was pretty wild to be honest. But actually their their freestyle, like they they uh they did allow her to go to him. Anyhow, um but yeah, that that to me when you separate it, if you you know, that seems to be what, what grows it all the time. Grows it every single time they separate it, and the girls know they have more of their own thing. It gets the parents out the way. It gets the girls' apprehensions out the way, and it and it does you know really does make it grow uh, overall. But again, how are these schools recruiting? You know, I mean, what what's their criteria? You know, are they just looking at the Fargo bracket and saying, you know what, you live close by, you live close by, or is it you know honestly, they have a, they have probably one of the biggest ins possible. Okay, and this is the problem. This is not a problem, but this is the issue with a lot of um, even our own California national team coaches. You know, you have people who coach at a school, but also run either state or national camps or are at them. And hey, how you doing? Yeah, I coach over here. You know, I, I, what do you say? You know, come on over. You know, and how do you compete with that? 
you know, and is it fair? You know, I mean, how did, I mean, Mario, I mean, when you were coaching, how would you compete with somebody who's at Wyoming seminary? They have access to, to girls at, at training camps, the top, top, top girls. And they're like, Hey, come on over. You know, you don't even got to worry about wrestling. You know, they, they, they have that upper hand and it is an upper hand even. No, you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. So um, how would you compete with that? I mean, how, I mean, are, should we even try to compete with that or should we just well, put our hands I think up? teams already are. I mean, there's, there's, they, they don't have a national champion in every weight class. You know what I'm saying? If they came to California and got into a dual meet with Selma, I could bet my bottom dollar Selma, Selma give them the good old Cali beatdown. you know? So I don't, I, I think, you know, Hey, congratulations. You have your team and everything, but it's definitely not the best team in the nation team venom from New York already beat them at the Cornell duels last year. So let's just, you know, uh, I don't think they're necessarily going out and getting the the top girls in the nation. They're getting the geographically close ones, the ones that are a little more convenient. And there's nothing wrong. Hang with on, that. hang on. Are you sure they beat them? I think somebody has the trophy. Ah, uh, that's 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 <laughs> a. Uh... Ouch, ouch! I don't know. I think I saw a picture of that trophy case. Ouch! Sure that. ouch. Seminary may still have that trophy, but I'm telling you right now, Team Venom beat them that night. They may have got pencil whipped a little bit, but it's okay. Well, I don't know about that. I gotta, gotta <laughs> check that trophy case. I heard some rumors about that one. Oh, but, good, good stuff. But I mean, and, and and that leads to another subject. I mean, I know you know CIF's kind of taking a different approach now with uh, you know transfers and stuff like that. Um, you know, when you have these super teams like that, I mean, you don't have them just nationally like that, where it's seminary bringing girls across the country. It's also in the state. You know, I mean. Is, is that the right thing? Should we be doing? Like, is that, is, is CIF taking the right approach? I mean, for years, we've seen people managing to navigate the system, managing to do some pretty crazy things, you know? And do you think that's uh, that's the best thing? Man, did I stump Mario or what? He's just like holding. He's <laughs> holding. Good Lord, son. You, I, I think you don't have an opinion? Come on now. No, he's got an opinion, definitely. I think that for, uh, in my opinion, the, the program recruits itself, the coaches recruit themselves. Um, kids want to be with winners, right? They, they're sick and tired of being the only girl on their team or the best girl on their team and, and getting no team support, anything. They go to the tournament, by them, they sit by themselves, you know, because a couple new girls are going to JV girls tournaments. They're going to varsity one. They're struggling for coaches. Where they go look over here to this team that has, you know, a bunch of girls. There's a really good girl in the weight class right next to her that she'll have a great drilling partner all year long, you know. Or for the next two or three years, it's 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 a natural thing to want to go to to be a part of a winning a winning thing. So you think that girls with no relationship who have never been talked to are taking that risk and just strutting into to school x like oh i'm gonna be the best you know no. I, don't, I don't know about that i had a coach here's, tell here's me. the truth here's the truth man no no coach club or otherwise should ever have to feel bad for girls or boys wanting to be a part of their program period dot and these coaches that are out there um complaining or or wondering why and and this and that you know what they should take a look in the mirror and wondering why they're losing kids. 
Why are kids going from your program to program X? Why are kids hopping on a train and driving to the other side of Los Angeles to go to someone else's program that, that, that I don't, you know what I mean? So why are, tell me, why are they doing that? It's, it's not, I'm not blaming the, the, the coach where the girls are landing or the boys are landing. I'm blaming the original coach. If you're taking care of your kids, if you're taking care of your wrestlers, they're not going to go anywhere. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, now, I do know there's some coaches who have sold some kids on a bag of no goods. It's like, what? Like, wow, that's pretty interesting. But I mean, I've seen, I mean, interesting takes on this. You know, I had a coach uh, who was talking to my, to my daughter and they said, you know, we don't recruit, we don't recruit kids. We recruit coaches. And it's like, oh, so I come coach there and my kid comes with me. Hmm, interesting. You know, that was probably one of the most interesting uh, positions I'd ever seen. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I spend my efforts on getting my team better. The rest is just gravy. You know what I mean? If kids want to come be a part or otherwise, of my team, <laughs> if, if they want to come be a part of my team, that's the only mean, but that's it. Because, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, yeah. I, we see it, you know, all the time. It's like all of a sudden they're chumming up. You know, they're oh, all of a sudden, this girl who didn't have any teammate is on Instagram with this, these girls from these schools, and then it's like, oh, boop. so for me personally, I think CIF is taking the right approach. Like, why, why hide it? You know, what I'm saying, like, what does it matter? You know, like, I, I agree with you in that sense of like, if you, if you're taking care of your kids, they'll stay. You know, they'll, they'll know that you have their back. They know you're giving go, them. Go baby. try to recruit my Swamp Monsters to your club. I, I I invite you, cordially invite you, talk to all of them. Invite all of them. You I, know what I'm saying? Because the truth is, the is, that, is that you I've take never, care of your kids. I they ain't going never, nowhere. I'm not talking to you. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, in general, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. You know, and I've never went after a kid who already has a club. And I've had people ask me like, hey, what about these two girls? And I'm like, aren't they with so-and-so? And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, Look, not looking for any drama. If they have support, you know, I've had coaches before tell me, you know, they coached at a high school before they moved on. And they were like, you know, oh, I had girls from this school. You know, they, they want to come, but they have a coach. So I don't want to take from them. And I'm like, great. But then I see that coach later recruiting for other schools. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think CIF has the right approach. I think we spend way too much time, way too much money requiring people to jump through way too many hoops you know what if they want to go let them go and it is what it is you know you hear everybody you hear people complaining all the time you know but at the end of the day yeah you take care of your kids your kids are going to stick by you your kids know you'll walk through fire for them they're going to stick by you a hundred percent you know but on the other side of that too what do you guys think about like i mean we tried to touch base on this last podcast but it was just josh and i but mm -hmm. i'll ask to mario like how do you feel about i don't know when we switched to this current format that we see in high school. Um, it's, I can say I see it more in girls and boys because I, I'm strictly with girls now. I don't, I don't coach a lot of boys, but where the high school coaches are controlling the entire year, even at times when high school coaches don't want to go to events, specific events, they don't want to go to specific organizations. They don't want to go to with, you know, compete with specific schools. You know, it's funny on, on, on the opposite side, Ramos, I think that it's, Less than it was when I was growing up in the 90s and, and early 2000s. I feel like coaches were more controlling now. I think they're more open to uh, sending their kids to traveling clubs and stuff like that because they don't. They're married and they got their own wife at home and they're, they're, 
They don't want to have to coach 12 months out of the year, so they have no problem sending their kids to the swamp. I'm very gracious that I have some high school coaches that I work with that send me their kids because they know I'm going to I'm gonna coach them well in the offseason, and when they return to their high school in the fall, they're going to go out there and bust their ass. So I actually feel it's a little bit on the opposite side of that. I feel like um, coaches have kind of uh, released the reins a little bit in the offseason and, and, and let their kids go to other clubs, and, and, and I think it's great. I think we all learn more from the, the more variety variety of coaching that we get you know i learn every time i go to someone else's wrestling room so i you know but here's my thing too is though is like okay knowing what you know about southern california and how concentrated that the numbers are like i mean on a weekend tournament where there's only one tournament maybe two but one you know for sure how many girls would you expect to be there knowing how many girls wrestle in southern california hopefully at least eight girl brackets right okay at least bracket of eight 14 weight classes. Yeah. Okay, so 80, 100, and, okay, 130 girls, maybe 120 girls. Hmm. You would hope. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like, yeah, you know what? That's about what they get. You know, I know uh, Mike, like, when, um, wow, that's impressive. And Jim that's, Lane. That's way Jim better Lane. than the numbers we do up here at the, at the Sacramento area event. Yeah, but it's horrible. I, in my opinion, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. It, it's, you should have hundreds of girls when there's one tournament. You yes, hundreds of, for the number. I mean, you go to Orange County, and they they got eight girls total. All right, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm telling you, the way to fix this is to assign a women's director for each individual association. Have an Orange County women's director. Have a uh, LAW Lawa women's director, and then that way everyone is accountable. And then when when you show up at the tournament on Saturday and there's four girls in the bracket, you can look at the director and be like, dude, what the what the hell. You know why? Why is there only four girls here? So I mean that well, in my. I will say this though, when you run the girls tournament with the boys tournament, the girls are going to be second class citizens, and they know that going in. Not if you do it right, man. It's it's it doesn't that, have to be that, that way. We what, always this is that. what's happening though. This is what's happening, Josh. Just a question, okay? A couple weeks back, mm -hmm. and I'm not beating up on any association or anything like that, and I won't even name the association. But there was a tournament in Orange County. One of the girls, couple of the girls that come to Somar and train in the offseason were there. They didn't start their matches until three. Then they. Oh, I, I'll tell you where that was. That was actually our as Orange County Wrestling Coaches Association Summer League finals. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. Yeah, they didn't start the girls brackets at like one thirty, two o'clock. And they got out of there like four o'clock. They should have just ran the girls right away, got them out and then made a good experience for everybody and then let them, because they had girls boys jv frosh off also i think and they had, they had a lot of kids there yeah general, you got but. you got like 800 kids there you got maybe 40 girls you could have got them out of the way and had just ran your tournament all day and it would have been fine but this is why the numbers are low and mario that's this is what i mean they have a women's director from my understanding but no. it's just, no they don't okay they they, no. they did for a while um but they don't anymore. But th I think that was why they don't have women's director anymore because the people who were the women's director said, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the way this is being run. You won't listen to us. You're just doing things the way you're going to do them. This isn't going to grow. I'm out of here. Yeah, you know, and you know, and it's tough, you know, but I would think because I know how much wrestling there is and I know how big these teams are. When you're in the San Gabriel Valley and you have, you know, the teams that you have, you know, and I, I know, off the top of your head, I know Josh, you can with me, you can name four or five schools with at least 30 girls per team. 
and that in itself was over 130, 150 girls. Then you can go in and start throwing in the individual. So you should have, in my opinion, we should be able to get at least 200 girls to a tournament and have them scrapping it out. You yes, know, but, but that, you know, but again, coaches are controlling things and they're, they're I'd be ecstatic if we could get a hundred up here at a Sawa tournament. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, do you guys think that having the girls only train with their high school coaches all year long is a good thing? Because, no, because a lot of high school coaches don't even really know the freestyle game, you know? So I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of coaches that, that, you know, aren't familiar with leg laces and gut wrenches and, and just locking hands. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and they don't want to be because they want their break. Cool, man. Go take your break. Take the family time. Send your send your kid to the Swamp Monster Wrestling Club and I'll teach him how to leg lace and roll girls across the mat. You know, no big deal. Well, going circling back to that, I know there's a I'm not going to call them successful. There's a club. Or there's actually a high school team that their coach is boys. Um, he's very fierce about you will only wrestle at our school, um, actually punishes kids for going to outside clubs to go work out. Um, they're always like top two or three in CIF, but they never get much further than that. They're a tough dual team, all that. Um, and literally there are, they had a state finalist and a state champion transfer out of their school. And a couple others that are in the last five years, they've had those kids transfer out. So they all they get a high rate of transfers because when you're limiting a really good kid at a certain level, they're going to go find that other place. Their dads are the crazy dads. They don't care what the coach says. They want their kid to get better. They want that one rose to get better. They don't care about the whole push. Yeah. You well, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, you look at – I mean, look at the boys' side. You know, I don't, the Valencia boys didn't have just one coach. Those guys are everywhere. Pico is the same way. Uh, you know, those are some of the biggest names that I could think of, you know, and it's surprising to me that people still have this mindset of like, and, and, and the excuses that you hear is ridiculous. I don't want to have to unteach bad technique. Really? Really? Like that's, that's your excuse. Like you tweak it. You know, I don't know anybody. I don't know. If there's any coach that I've ever come across that has ever known everything. That's exactly you know it. So that's, and that's the thing. Different coaches are better at different positions. Some guys are great at hand fighting. Some guys are great at top bottom game. Some guys are better at freestyle and there's nothing wrong with that. There is not a coach out there that is an A plus in every aspect of the game. And so why not try to get a variety of coaching? I think that's foolish to try to lock yourself down to one one thing. So now you've just learned one style, and if someone can learn how to beat that one style, you're a done deal. You know, so I am. You need to have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D and a plan X. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's. There's why would you limit yourself? That's I, I think it's it's foolish. I think it's important, and I mean, well, I know like sometimes I know there's like some areas that are coming up with a plan S and a plan. Oh, and a plan T because I know uh, up in Sacramento, there's somebody that just moved in running practice this week. Isn't there? I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Really? <laughs> Come on, I've, been, got, yeah. I've got a couple buddies of mine that are up visiting. And, uh, Any, anybody that's been on social media, anybody yeah, that's been on social media knows that uh, the wolf Jeff Estrada has relocated up to uh, Sacramento area. Um, it's going to be interesting. He might even bring some more Greco to the girls and boys uh, side of things up there. 
I know he's pretty exciting for what's coming. Um, definitely looking forward to see our, uh, our hand fighting and our uh, upper body work uh, come along. It's, it's going to be great. It's exactly you what brought- I was talking about, about bringing in other styles and other techniques and other fantastic technicians to help develop. And he brought Gregerson with them too. He brought uh, Jake Gregerson with him too. So one, one of the best, best you can get your hands on out here. So um it's going to be exciting. I mean, Gregerson's running practice tomorrow at the Swamp at 6 p.m. And uh, it's it's just the beginning of something something beautiful here in Sacramento. Hopefully hopefully we can take over. Now, how long is the drive from Sacramento to Selma? Pretty far. Yeah. I'm guessing about a three-and-a-half-hour drive. That's a long commute for a kid to be making. But, I mean, hey, she's commuting from Colorado, so I guess it's – Less than it was. Long I, I, I don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to the kids. I just know that uh, Jeff is up here and he's helping out and we appreciate it. Oh, hmm. interesting. That I mean, hey, that's good for the area. That's for sure. I mean, uh, he's had some – I mean, his daughter's a stud. She's got some studs coming through, you know. Yeah, the little ones, the little ones yeah, are pretty daughters, daughters, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting for the area. But – um. Yeah, I mean that just seems like a long so commute. We're, we're excited, you know. It's it's it gives a little spark of life into wrestling in the Sacramento area, and um, it's just the beginning of some beautiful things. I could tell you one thing: the Swamp of Thunder. Everyone, out, I don't know about that yet, but everyone out here in the uh, in the NorCal area, Bay Area, Fresno, all the way down to you guys in LA, be on alert because we're taking the state over. It's 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 coming. Uh, we're doing it from Greco. We're doing it from folk style. We're doing it from freestyle. It's 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 going down. It's going down. Very interesting. I yeah. mean, I must say, I I I I like that you're taking over the state. We're taking it over, over man. We're taking it over state. from all angles, from all angles, and 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 we probably won't stop at the state. We probably won't stop at state lines. Wow. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of I don't, fun. I don't know about you, Ramos, but I, I'm saying challenge accepted. The, I you know anybody who knows me, and I think probably one of the things. I'm always called an asshole, but um, I think one of the things everybody always complains is that I'm a little too competitive. But uh, I got that plaque right now, so uh, yeah, I'll take that challenge. I'm not we'll sure. See, we'll, yeah. see we'll see you. We'll see you. I'm always game. I mean, I think it makes it fun. I, I, it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah, be fun. I, I, you know, wasn't. I mean, enough I think I, I think I've already told you. I, I plan on sitting out. I'm not going to be in the high school scene this year. I'm just going to focus on the club side a little bit more, and it's it's gonna be entertaining it's gonna be entertaining so yeah so being with that being said we'll move on so uh, mario in, at 6 p.m uh where would somebody go at 6 p.m oh uh, what, what high school what high school tomorrow, would they be going to at 6 p.m we will be at el camino high school in sacramento uh everyone is welcome uh swamp time you know how we get down huh okay well I'm excited to see how it goes, how it turns out. Actually, I'm excited more to see you work with somebody consistently and uh, not have to worry about, I don't know, wow. abandon you know, your crown. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't want there to be a clash. I'm just saying. I, just, I want everything to work out good for you because uh, you're working hard there. I like so. it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, so did um, – did did the cool bus come with them, or or do you have to still buy a, a bus? tow it in? Did you have to tow it in? 
<laughs> Every just, I don't I don't know. Let me preface this. Just okay? getting bigger and bigger. Just getting me, bigger and bigger. Let me just uh, preface this. I don't know Jeff. I don't know him. I, I he's, he friend requested me. Uh, we haven't spoken or anything like that. He seems like he's got it going on. I I he's a character. That's for sure. Um, I could see where Mario draws his inspiration. I think that's putting it lightly. Uh, but uh, if there was ever such a mini me. Um, I mean, hey, Mario, why buy a bus, right? When you could just have somebody who has a bus come moving over, right? That, that's the smart way to go about it. So, uh, congratulations on that, Mario. Nice to know you're. Hey, you brought I'll, some I'll, I'll be sure to uh to to, to <laughs> check the deuce as we're driving by in the bus. <laughs> so, as you're as you're pushing it, or as you're getting towed, oh. I'm just curious. <laughs> but uh. I'll, I would say I see you guys in Canada, but um, so girls rankings. Um, let's talk about girls rankings here for a second because we're going to be doing our own girls rankings, and I think we should probably be talking about. Um, <laughs> sorry, you guys are having a hard time. <laughs> so um, we're going to be doing them now. I would like to establish some kind of criteria ahead of time. Okay, and this is something I think that plagues a lot of rankings you know, coming in is people get rankings and, and let's, let's be clear here. These are not seeds. Okay. These are rankings. So the difference between a seed and a ranking is a ranking is how you kind of predict how something will end up versus a seed is using a formula based on specific parameters to, you know, keep people away from each other. That's all it is. It's not necessarily trying to predict the, the final outcome. It's just based on this criteria, these girls need to be apart from each other. Am I right on this, guys? Yeah, you're right. And uh, in Southern California, we've been very fortunate for the last, I don't know, maybe five years or so. We've had good, really good girls rankings um, in Southern California. Um, how's, that, how's that working out for your seeding meetings? No, it's, it's not working out. Oh, at eight seed. A third of the state goes eight seed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tournament must have been nailed. Did you have seminary there? Uh, they're oh, coming. They're coming it's next year. <laughs> oh. It's funny how you can have fantastic rankings in the southern section all year, and then it sounds like like Ray Charles wrote out your seating meeting when it comes down to Masters. <laughs> they yeah. played fifty-two pickup for, for the seats. That's, that's what they did. We've had rankings. I don't know about the North if they've had rankings. If they're, we've actually had rankings for that come out weekly or every couple weeks. It's 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 a tool. I'm not saying it's perfect. Um, it definitely didn't reflect uh, final CIF master seeds, um, but very you know. much. I don't think we got ahead of my girl didn't get a higher than like a sixth ranking all year. Finished number two in the state. Good job with those rankings. So, and which that person that was doing the rankings decided he's not doing rankings anymore. So we'll step in and and maybe hopefully try to better give a better service. And, uh, you know, have a, a set criteria, not just how you feel that week. Well, so, I mean, that, that's kind of rough. Is your hope that, that you doing the rankings will help your, your seating when it comes <laughs> well, time? Hey, think about this. Josh had not only the ranker at his school working it, his daughter's club coach is also at the seating meetings and got oh. no love. On either no. side, so nobody hey. can ride back. Hey, you like got special treatment, okay? Seating, hey, like seating doesn't matter. You got to wrestle and you got to win it, right? <laughs> seating, what you had head to head on some of these girls that got seated over you, bro? How do you lose that? Hey, but How if you lose that, you talk to that same club coach, they'll say head to head doesn't matter. 
head to head doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You only saw them one tournament. Just let that You only saw them at one tournament. So head to head doesn't matter. You only saw them one tournament. Oh my gosh. You are out of your freaking mind. Who'd she pull the first round? Uh, Angie Gomez. Oh! <laughs> it was actually. Hey, it was a deep water with a car battery oh around your neck. Oh my it was a semi. It was a semi-close match. I think it was like eight, two, ten, four, something like that. And it, <laughs> it was a. It was tied at the beginning of the match. Yeah, it was tied at the beginning of the match. Oh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Good looking out for your freaking – Yeah, oh. nobody can say Josh Rybeck gets special privilege. I'll tell you that right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, actually, we're going to request not to be seated at all next year. <laughs> can we just be drawn Just yeah, drop just draw us in. We do not want to be seated. It couldn't get any worse. Nope. There's like, there's exactly. Unless you drew into a medical forfeit right off the bat. But You just pick exactly. one of those unseated girls in the bracket and be like, oh, we lost to her. We yeah. lost that head to her. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is just happy that their kid won because they, they missed that win. Yes. <laughs> but I think I think well, but that's a different Oprah because that's a seating committee. Not everyone is invited to go to that. Behind closed that's, doors. It's behind uh, closed doors. You're not invited. It's it's a lock, stock, and smoking barrel. But did you question your club coach about what happens? Did you question? Did you say anything, or did you just accept your kid getting tossed hey, out there? Hey, well, hey Rich will Cole. Richard Ramos ever pass up a chance to take a shot at Mike Duran? <laughs> let's I just let's just let that out there. Will he ever take? Will he ever pass that shit up? He'll never pass that shit up. Let me just let me just hold on. Let me just let me just say this. From when I found it was so secretive the whole thing that. From when I found out when brackets finally got posted to walking in, I think I questioned 12 to 14 people <laughs> <laughs> that I knew and said, well, what the hell? And then I went to Glenn Martinez, not about <laughs> the seed, but I was like, this can't happen. Like, Because there were some other seeds that were even way worse than us where somebody actually had a head-to-head -head win against somebody and they – completely overlooked it and knew that win was there, but still seated the person ahead. And I think it was later in the night that they spent an hour and a half. I think they spent like an hour on one ones trying to sort that one out. And then um, as it got further, they kind of probably got tired and spent a little more, a little less effort on that would be my guess. So, so hang on, hang on. So what way did your daughter wrestle? One on one. <laughs> Good lord. So they okay. Then they all clearly need to do this like in days. Like they need to like, okay, Monday we're going through these weights, Tuesday we're going because that is not fair. Because yeah. we had a win over the girl who took second in state in the weight class below us, because we were one and one against her, but we had pretty dominant win. And uh we still got seated uh number four, put up against Bowman in the semis. And it was, and we ended up being one or two in the state. And then the girl who took, the girl forfeited the finals, and then just went home. And it was like we beat that girl too. We had a head to head over, and it was just like, oh god, it was terrible. So, with that being said, you know, um, are you we, saying you don't? Are you saying you wouldn't want to wrestle Bowman in the semis? What's wrong with you? 
How dare I, right? Well, I'm not the one who said, hey, you got to wrestle the matches. I'm like, no, I'm realistic, okay? I'm realistic. I'm, I'm trying to save my kid as much face as possible, get her into the finals and call it a day. Do you know actually the funny story, CDMU story real quick. So um, I'm coaching at Brentwood School, right? And we got this kid and uh, it's, it's just nails a stud. Uh, his name's Anthony Maselli. And Maselli is uh, in the same weight class um, as the returning CIF champion from the year before. And he's in our league, okay? A uh, kid from Alamany. And um, we wrestle him in the duel and we beat him in the duel, right? Wrestle him at league finals, lose in double overtime. Dang it. Going to CIF. So Vinny Pisani is, is, is in our weight class. So obviously Pisani's number one. It's the year Pisani won state. Okay, so he's number one. So I'm like, okay, we're going to fight for that three because we already lost to the returning CIF champ. So returning CIF champ is number two, okay? Number two. So I'm like, okay, well, we got the three. So it's between us and then Lawson El Dorado raises his hand and says, I got I got a three. And so um, they go, who's your three? Oh, he's this kid. I forget the kid's name. And he says, they said, uh, okay. And I said, wait, 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 wait. We have a win over the returning CIF champ. And he goes, my kids wrestled Pisani four times this year. And I said, okay, how many times has he won? And he goes, and I, Pisani's undefeated. It's on the board, right? And he's like, well, none. And I was like, then why does your kid, why do you want your kid to have the three? And he's like, well, because we've wrestled him three times. And the last time uh, it was only a major. And I was like, you're, you're arguing the strength of a loss. And he's like, well, yeah. I go, well, has he wrestled the CIF champ? No. Has he beat any of the CIF placers? No. Nope. Then why do you get the three? He's like, well, you know, we'll just take it to a vote then. And we're in Braille Linda High School, okay? Why would I take it to a vote? First of all, you have a criteria right there. I know I'm in the middle of the, of the shithole. I'm like, why? Why do we gotta take it to a vote? After like 20 minutes of arguing with him, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna lose this anyways. So screw it. Whatever, Lawson. You're afraid to wrestle. I get it. His kid loses like in the third round anyways. Doesn't even place. It's like pissed me off though. I lost on the strength of a loss. Take that to the bank. I know you guys. No, you lost on the vote. You lost on that vote criteria. Yeah, which should not be. You knew you were go there. It's worst. Anyhow, first criteria is going to be what, fellas? Returning CIF returning state, state placer. Champ. Returning okay. state champ. That's state the champ. State placer. Then masters. Masters champ. Masters, masters champ. Placer. Masters placer. I guess a masters performance. You know what I mean? Then divisionals performance. And then major tournament. Um. Now, what happens if you have a situation where a girl places, let's say she places second intersection, she places fourth, and the champ places fifth. They didn't wrestle each other, though. And now you have a head-to-head -head where she lost to her the week before. You go with a head-to-head. You have to. This is wrestling. So it would be head-to-head? -head? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure we establish this so the, peop the people who are watching this will understand where we're coming from. Now, big question. Last year, Josh Rybeck caught some heat. Caught some heat because, one, the dozer, Cheyenne Bowman's at his tournament. And Josh Rybeck's like, number one. And people did not like it. Now, Josh, obviously, we know where you sit on this. So you think... Just common sense. Uh, Bowman got the one. What do you feel about it, Mario? I. <laughs> it's it's a tough call, on, man. Because it's like, 
when it comes with Bowman, when it comes to Bowman, it's like obviously I know I've been watching her. I probably would have given her the number one too. But there were some other tournaments throughout the season where freshman incoming girls were seated number one. And there were other state qualifiers and placers in that bracket. So I was like, that's a tough one. You know, I I, I mean in I'll Bowman's tell you, case I'll tell you, when, I'll tell you how I think specifically. And I'm not I never hold back on this. I've always been very clear with it. Uh, I, I, you brought up Duran's name. I told Duran this too in the past. You let the freshmen earn their seed, period. If they come in and, I mean, whether you have Jennifer Soto, whether you got Amet, whether you got uh, uh, any other stud that you have out there, Freitas, you know, any of these incoming really? studs that are coming in, okay, you let them earn their seed. Let them earn their ranking. Don't just give it to them. Right. So let, let me ask you this. How long do you let them earn their ranking for? What if they have won the last four of my tournaments later in the year? They've won the last four tournaments, five tournaments undefeated, go win now for my tournament, come, and then the seating committee, which I mean, both whatever two people decided, how do you – hold on. Division, bro. How, how, do you, how do you seed Valdivia, who Rich is not on here – how do you seed her eighth at our tournament? It's a tough tournament, but it it's not eighth. It screws up the bra it screws how long do you let that freshman stud have to earn it? That that's a because that's perfect the whole thing. Point. That is a perfect point. And here's my biggest thing, and I've always said this. You cannot allow wrestlers to sit on their seed. If you don't wrestle by January seventh, you're you're out. Like, no, we're not letting you sit on your seed. And I hope that you guys will agree with me on that. So when we do our rankings, we're not letting people sit on their seed. You cannot sit on your seed. You got to defend that seed. Now, if if a freshman comes in and they hit those big tournaments, and of course I'm I'm going to do my tournament rankings this year again, and uh, we're gonna. I know uh, Mario's talked about we, we're going to lay out like our fantasy schedule where if you want to be ranked by us, you got to hit these tournaments. This is where we're going to count them. Um, but if if you hit up, or they'll hold more weight. Yeah, you know, we got to hit up, uh, and I'll just throw out last year's tournaments, okay? The ones that you know are going to be big hitters, okay? If you want an early tournament, you got to hit up Carter. You got to hit up, and, and Mario, I'm not disrespecting the North or Northern schools no, or no, sections. That's, that's These the are just our sections. Uh, Carter, you got to hit up um, uh, La Puente. You got to hit up um, uh, Corona. You got to hit up Napa. You got to hit up, uh, you know, POC. POC. You know, whatever. You know, you got to hit up those tournaments. And if you hit those tournaments up, and there's state placers in the bracket, or they or they are in other weight classes, it's at your weight. There's no way that I'm going to take into account. Okay, Josh tells me his daughter's going 101s, and she's been 111 all year, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to rank her at 101. No, until you make that weight, you ain't being. You're not going to be ranked at that weight until you make that weight. So I don't know how you guys. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, it just it's it's a little more uh, tedious on moving people around, and then you've done the research at one eleven, and Click no, and but I'm just saying like you've done all the the stuff, and then two people move at the same time, or one waits a week, you know, see where everything flies. It's what do yeah. you think, Mario? I mean, well, I, first I, of all, let's put this let's put this out there. My daughter ain't gonna make one on one anymore. So <laughs> how about yours? How about yours, Mario? Hey, well, my, my daughter never has, so don't even worry about that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I'm kind of with Ramos. I, I don't think you should be getting seated at your weight. Now, I mean, if 
we're two tournaments into the season and, and your hydration can't let you cut down to your your 101 in your daughter's case, Josh, um, then I, I guess that's one thing. But, yeah, man, if we're in January and you haven't made your weight once yet, I think it's pretty safe to say you should be be ranked at whatever weight you've been predominantly wrestling your tournaments. Now, at the end of the season, if we see, you know, you drop for Napa and the tournament after that, you you stay down and the tournament after that, you stay. Well, then you'll we'll change your weight class on the ranking side, you know. But as far as, um, yeah, you're going to get ranked where you wrestle. If you start the season up, we're going to rank you up, you know. Yeah, and maybe we only update the rankings every two weeks or something like that. So if somebody drops down one for one tournament and then it goes back up the next week, it's like, why are we going to drop you right away? You know, you got to have some, you got to have some meat at that weight class before we can move you down there. Yeah. You know, so just make it a little easier on us. But yeah, I think that that's probably the good criteria to go with, you know, is uh, state champ, state placer, section placing head to head, and then going from there. Um, I don't, I don't like going with common sense because common sense isn't always common. You know, so let's just have people earn their ranking and no sitting on their seeds, no running. Oh, let me ask you this. I'm going to start a fire with this one right here. Okay. People who run. So you got girl A wrestling girl B in the finals. Girl B has criteria over girl A. And she's like, I'm hurt. She won her semis match. Obviously good enough to wrestle that. So yeah, you lose your, that, you take that as a loss. In yes. My, in my book, that's a loss. To me, that facilitates more girls hitting head to head. Hey, you take the, if you're tr if you're legitimately hurt, your coach needs to protect you anyways. Because I hear that argument all the time. Oh well, you don't want kids going out there and taking the risk. Look, well, if I your mean, kid is legitimately hurt, you need to protect your athlete, and then go chase down that matchup. And guess what? If they back down to you, then you just get that win back. Here's the thing, though. In theory, you can look at that at that bracket and be like, hey, this girl took third, and this girl took fourth. You know what I mean? So you do get the ranking status. Yeah, you don't get the head to head because so and so was quote-unquote hurt, but you do get the higher placing at, at Tournament X, whatever event it was, you know? So they, they do take a little bit of a hit for it, you know? No, because they've always historically let people protect their seed. You know, there was, there was an instance where... Um, I'll say it for another time. Never mind, it's a long story. But there was... I, I got threatened once as a coach. As a coach, I got threatened. I was... Okay, real quick. I was in Costa Rica on my honeymoon, okay? And uh, I had a girl who took second in state and Alyssa LaFrancis had just came in and she was wrestling for West Covina High School. And uh, I told my girl, hey, don't go, don't go in, just chill out. I'm only going to be gone for 10 days. Like, it's not a big deal. Just chill out. She was an animal. Her dad was a great dad, dude. He could, he, we could bump her kid's kid up 50 pounds. He'd be like, go get it. He was awesome, male or female. He'd be like, go get it. Greg Williams, you were awesome, dad, just so you know. So, um, she goes and wrestles and she loses two to one to, to La Francis in the finals. So I hear about this when I'm in Costa Rica and I'm losing my mind. I'm like, this is ridiculous. We did not lose to a freshman. I don't care how good she is. So I fly in from, from uh, Costa Rica. I get home. I put my bags down. I jump on my motorcycle and I'm hauling ass down to, to San Diego for the duels of steel, with Trevor Kiefer used to host at uh, Steel Canyon. So, uh, before I go there, I used to be friends with the coaches at West Covina. And uh, I call them. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm coming down, and it's for that matchup. And then they were like, all right, hey, if we meet up. And I'm like, just so you know, I'm being very straight up. Again, that 
overly competitive person that people hate. So I'm on, I'm on my motorcycle and I'm tucked and I'm not going to say how fast I was going because I don't know if the statute of limitations is up, but I'm tucked and uh, I blow past West Covina's bus. I get down there and the coach gets off the bus and I said, hey, just so you know, I'm here for that matchup. So uh, on this time, I'm, I'm actually on Mike Duran's team because he didn't have a full team at the time. We stick my girl in there. In the second round, we end up getting to wrestle West Covina. And uh, we're there. We're ready to go. And uh, they sit her. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I came all the way down to San Diego right off of a plane, literally. And you're going to sit her? Like, this? we're here for this matchup. And they're like, nope. So the next day I got a phone call and I'm good friends with AJ and there was no hard feelings. It was, it was just looking for a match. And, uh, but the coaches took, took, uh, they took, uh, offense to the fact that we're friends and I'm challenging them. And I said, look, here's the thing. I will always find the matchup for my kid. We will never back down, especially when you got a girl like that kid, because that kid was an animal. Francis was an animal. They were going to blow through the whole season with no matchups. So I want that matchup, you know? And, uh, you know, they, they proceeded to tell me, like, we'll, we'll sit my girl all year and just sit on our seat if we want to. And luckily they did. The CIF, they ended up wrestling each other, and then they wrestled at state. And we beat her at CIF, lost her at state. And Alyssa went on to be a four-time state champ, and my girl was a three-time runner-up. But anyhow, last topic of the night. Now, I would Dude, like – I'm getting tired, man. Oh, suck it up, buttercup. I've been up since 2 a.m. Do I seem to be a little tired? Anyhow. Um Last topic, I, I want to, every now and then, I want to hit on, I want to cross the gender line. I don't want to necessarily just, I want the girls to also seek out the boys' side too, because it's exciting. Um, we got to see one Jordan Burroughs wrestle the Italian slash Cuban, Frank Tremizo, uh at the Yasudargo tournament. Slash, slash American. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's another topic. Um, and the score ends 10 to 10. And there's criteria, okay? For me, personally, you know it's expected of you as a wrestler. Your coaches should be sharp enough to know what criteria is, and you know you got to go get it, okay? People complain that there needs to be overtime. I disagree. It, uh, to me, you're just going to make wrestling boring. There's nothing more exciting than watching Jordan Burroughs chase down a takedown in the last five seconds. And, and he got to his legs. And in the last 10 seconds, he got to his legs three times. I mean – amazing versus waiting for overtime and waiting shot to me the criteria keeps wrestling exciting josh all right all right check so it out. on oh. on that criteria so <laughs> i intentionally did that mario because you were wound up <laughs> so what makes the first point scored any less important than the last point scored because you're stalling that's, the match out well so why are you punishing the guy that scored first instead of continue to wrestle what what makes four points – I know what USA Wrestling thinks or UWW is. What makes four points any more important besides trying to encourage throws rather than two twos? Because like, you want to make it exciting. You want to make well, it So exciting. a double a, – a Jordan Burroughs double to their belly is less less exciting than a, a lateral drop? Yes. A Jordan Burroughs double to somebody's back is a lot more exciting than a Jordan Burroughs double to somebody bellying out. A Jordan Burroughs double picking him up, locking the arm, and taking him backwards is a lot more exciting than a Jordan Burroughs double. To the, to the casual fan. To the casual fan. To somebody whose daughter just started wrestling and they're going to check this out really quick, you're going to get – come look at this. 
You're going to get them calling their son in, their daughter in, their wife in. You're going to get that reposted up on Facebook more than a Jordan Burroughs double to the belt. Mario, what do you think? Okay, well, I'd like to point this out first and foremost. Okay, we got to go. Time's up. Uh, Mario, uh, <laughs> check it out. Criteria has been a part of freestyle wrestling for quite some time now. And no one, no one, no one has ever given a shit until Jordan Burroughs lost. Let's be honest here. That, uh, going into that match, Jordan Burroughs knew about criteria. His coaches knew about criteria. I knew about criteria. Josh knew about criteria. Ramos knew about criteria. Nobody was crying about criteria until Jordan Burroughs lost. So just let that sit for a second, okay? Now, to move on for a solution, I also think criteria is kind of stupid. I would much rather them wrestle a sudden death overtime. However, however, this goes along the lines of me not liking the push-out rule. I don't want a sudden death overtime decided by some dude sumo wrestling some other dude's ass off the mat. So if I'm going sudden death, I want sudden death overtime must win by a takedown. And that would be my way to fix the problem. Yeah, but you'd have a 20-hour match sometimes. Exactly. You know what, though? If it's Jordan Burroughs and Chimizo, I'll watch that shit for a thousand minutes. A thousand minutes. Yeah, I no, I I I hated the clinch rule. I hate the overtime rule. Just long, boring, no scoring. It's soccer on a mat. That's all it is. You're just waiting for one guy to get a PK. No thanks. You Give remember me. that one? Uh, I know it was folk style, but you remember that thirty minute scramble and flow wrestling a few a few years back. It was yeah. off the hook, bro. I would, I would, man, I would take Jordan Burroughs and Chimizo scrambling and hopping out of each other's takedowns for 20 minutes. You're telling me that's not exciting? That's about as good as you can get. You know what I mean? You, you need to go back and watch some tape on overtime matches. It was watching paint dry. When Kurt Angle won his Olympic gold medal on a judge's decision. Yes, I've watched that. Many. I grew up watching that match, man. Come on. I know. I know. News. So that's the problem is that what we saw with we saw with the clinch is that people start to game the system. They learn the system and then they game the system. So that would be my only problem with that's it. That's why overtime will be beautiful. Overtime with no pushouts. Let's it's it's free Then they're just staying, then they're just dancing out, out of bounds for 20 minutes. Nah, then they're man. just dancing out of bounds for 20 minutes. And then, oh, and the worst thing, you'll get this Ohio State dive to the edge and no, rest. But you know what? You start hitting them with those caution twos. You you put them on attention the first time. Oh, oh wait, you, you don't want a pushout out. to determine it, but you want a referee to determine it. If yeah. you're stalling, that's hey, different. Hey, if you're hey, stalling, hey, that's different, you, man. So you, so you were okay with that Jordan Burroughs giving up the four then, right? You were okay with the referee deciding that match that way, right? Oh, yeah, because referees have been shown to be so honest about that it. That was their coach's fault for throwing that block on a push-out. No, it was so Burroughs' fault because Burroughs asked it. 15 seconds. Here, here's the thing is that it wasn't just the referee that called that four. There was the judge that, that confirmed it as well. They couldn't so, see you know, it. From where he was sitting, he couldn't see anything. He didn't even I don't have that. the same angle. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Was it four? I, I don't know. It seemed like maybe a little bit of home cooking to me. Hey, they showed, scientifically showed, and proved that referees were cheating at the Olympics. They literally showed that. So we, knew that. Yeah. we don't we don't want referees deciding that stuff. We would just hey look, you get pushed out, it's a point, it's clear as day. Ah, see, that's that's sumo wrestling, dude. That ain't us. Stay in the middle. Stay in the middle. Stay in the middle. That's like saying, Never Oh, you hit, too many you, you hit too many doubles, Jordan Burroughs. You gotta score with something else. What's next, Mario? Yeah. You're gonna limit the number of attacks you can hit? 
No, come on. You got to, you stay you know how many years wrestling survived without push-ups, Richard? I'm telling you, and wrestling will be just fine. Grown. We haven't grown. That's why we got kicked out of the Olympics because we got exactly sorry ass rules like pushouts. No, because no, because you said it. There was no pushouts back then. Oh, there were pushouts when they eliminated wrestling from the Olympics a handful of years ago. There were pushouts, my friend. Boring. This is the most exciting. Stick. Keep them in the middle. Nothing more exciting than watching the guys having to stay in the center. I think this is this is. Uh, the the rule set from the 1990s was by far better than what we're working with now. You are we out of your one, mind. We you had one five-minute round. One five-minute round. Let's reward guys for conditioning. What the hell is this 30-second break in the middle oh of a match? God, Come are you on, serious? Man. Let's the reward our guys so for, much having, better. for having the cardio. It's so much Let's better than it was guys. in the 90s. You know, you're you're out of your how mind. stupid it is where someone can get you know one so takedown and walk up a leg lace in the Iowa guy stay in position and just move forward. This, oh my God. So you get one takedown and one leg lace and the match is over. Well, you used to have to break your lock after two rolls. Break your lock and then change. And then go back in and do whatever you want. We had to actually wrestle. It was a 15-point tech. It wasn't a 10-point blink of an eye. It was real wrestling. You didn't get points for pushing people out of bounds. You had to actually take them down and turn them. I know it's a, I know it's a difficult concept for these kids of today, but you had to actually take someone down and turn them. What are you talking about? They do turn them. They turn them oh, repeatedly. Yeah, after, after we win matches, 1-0 push-out or 1-0 criteria you, on you, Okay, I want you Get to name, name one match at Fargo that was 1-0 on the girls' side. Go. Uh, uh, let's let's talk wait. about Colton. Uh, man. I'll wait. You can't name one because they don't watch enough exist. of it. They I didn't watch exist. enough of it because I don't pay flow wrestling. Homework. I'll get you too damn cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one more thing before we let everybody go, okay? Frank Chimizo and Flow Wrestling brought this up. We got to give them credit, but other people had it also. Flo, Frank Chimizo trains at the New York RTC. He's not the only one who's done this. He's not the first person to do this, okay? You have Franklin Gomez and Jaime Espinal who wrestle for Puerto Rico, who wrestle at a Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. You got um, uh, Perry coaching uh, Novachkov. You got you so, got so, other so do we get mad every time Aaron Pico goes over and trains in Russia? Or do we get mad every time we send our girls to go over there and train in no. Japan? Hold no, on. people are just finding no, stuff to cry about, man. First Come of all, on. let's Jordan Burroughs lost. Get over it. Frank Chimizo's the future. Jordan Burroughs old. Let's move on to the next subject. Come on now. Hold Come on. on. We, can, we can talk this about ridiculous. this on the next episode. Any more excuses you want to make for Jordan Burroughs before okay. I go to bed? Why, is it, why, is, it, why is it Jordan Burroughs loses one match and everybody's like, he's old? Kyle Snyder loses a match and it's like, I'm just sick of these excuses, man. I've got coaches that I respect. For but 10 Jordan years Burrow on Facebook, making excuses for Jordan Burroughs taking an L. The dude took an L. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Get over yeah. it, dude. The he's, sun will still rise tomorrow. Jordan Burroughs is still a bad man. He ain't as bad as Chimizo, but he's still a bad man. Let's be real here. Oh he's lost three or four times in the last five or six years. Burrows. Just like Chimizo said, it took him four months to conquer the new weight class. Quattro. Hey, so hold on. Let's. My my point to this topic is: Would we care if somebody is over there training in Russia? No. Hold on, hold on. No, Andy Horvat. Well, he has no credibility. He's right on everything, but whatever. Um, hold on. Would we? Would the Russian world champ care if the Russian government or somebody private party in Russia was training David Taylor to beat that Russian 
national champ over there. Would would that make it different for you? Because a U.S. the United States part of an RTC, which is privately funded, is paying him a salary to train in the United States the whole time. It's a different scenario than somebody like Novotkov or Perez that was actually born somewhere else, came to America, lived the American life, and now they're representing their country that they're they're actually uh, ancestry is from. But here's the thing. You're, you're Okay, so you're punishing Chimizo for leaving a, a communist country and trying to seek a better... Hold on. Italy isn't a communist. No, no. He left Cuba. Right. So okay. he's a defector. He, so he and he went, to, he went to Italy because so, he, he went after he the money. So he immigrated. he immigrated because he went after the money to get paid to uh, basically a gun for hire for Team Italy. And then there's nobody over there good enough to challenge him. So now people from the U.S. are paying him. Now, for whatever reason, it might be beneficial to help the other athletes at the RTC wrestle with him every day. That's what I was going to say. Right? It's not a one-sided blade. It's cutting. I see, I see where Jordan Burroughs and Nebraska coaches are very upset about it, but they can get over it. I think Jordan Burroughs is going to beat him at the Worlds anyway. I think Jordan Mario, Chimizo is going down player. at the Worlds. I'm just blown away at these – these excuses, these Nebraska coaches crying, oh, he's training with our people. I'm, this is not the first time a wrestler is trained in a different country. Like, I, I don't understand what's the big deal. We we, we go to train in Japan in October. But, I bring my but, girls over there. This is the, the second heavyweight time. For, the heavyweight that, doesn't, for Russia. that doesn't mean those Japanese people that are training us are turning against their country people. That's Hold a on. bunch of crap, you know? Here, it's, it's, here's the scenario. The, the heavyweight from Russia uh, is who's Gwizdowski's biggest competitor right now um, is training with Kyle Snyder paid for by the Ohio RTC to come train with Snyder in Ohio. And he will be here for like six or seven weeks training with him. That's the same scenario. It's U S money paying for that. I mean, I, 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 I think we're not a government agency. That's yeah. the USA wrestling is not a government agency. So these are all private clubs or all private money. They could do whatever they want with it. If Nebraska wanted to pull some money together and have some Iranian badasses come in or some Russian badasses come in and train Jordan Burroughs to, or fly Jordan Burroughs to Iran to train to, to, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I, I, I don't, I don't see why we're so concerned about uh, Chimizo coming over here again. This is just like the criteria shit. No one gave a damn until Chimizo beat Jordan Burroughs. When it was a slip and slide mat, it was, you know what I mean? It was, it, no one cared. No one cared until the gap was closing. When Jordan was beating the brakes off of everybody every weekend, it was cool, cool, man. No one cares. Now, all of a sudden, that someone's actually contending with him, they're like, oh, well, well, where's that guy training at? Oh, that's not fair that he's training at Cornell. Oh, that's not fair that our American guys are training him. Get the hell over your shit and learn how to beat someone. Well, Come my, on now. This is I, terrible. This is terrible. I find, the thing I find funny is that a lot of these people are, are diehard Americans, you know, uh, red state people who like, they're all about capitalism. Well, Hey, Chimizo's just capitalizing on this. You know, I mean, he's getting paid. If I'm getting Chimizo, paid, wrestling, yeah, there's, there's nothing, hey, I'm, I'm as capitalist as the next red blooded American man, but there's nothing wrong with Chimizo coming over here and, and wrestling. Well, I'm a fan of wrestling. He is a good wrestler. There, there's why, why are we going to try to diminish that by saying, oh, criteria. Oh, it's not fair who he's training with. Just sit back and admire the show. I don't like LeBron James either, but the dude is pretty freaking good at basketball. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just be happy for wrestling, you know?
Well, I still think I don't know. I think it's it's funny that people get so like you like you said they get so riled up at the last minute. Could you imagine if it was David Taylor's competition? Could you imagine if David Taylor's competition was getting trained in Nebraska? They would lose their mind. Or if it was Kyle Dake's competition, they would lose their mind. Percent. They would be, dude. They would. It would. They would not stand for it. There'd be regulations changed. There'd be. Trust me. They. Yeah. Or, or even if somebody brought in Kyle Snyder. If, imagine if somebody brought in Sajulayev. You want to make a oh. point? Bring Sajulayev here and have them have him train. And you let's see what more power to those dudes. If someone has the money to fly his butt out here, congratulations, good job. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and whoever they're training with it is going to benefit, and and good for them. You know, I, I I don't understand why. Let's complain about someone else's growth because they beat us. It's, it's exactly what's happening. Could you imagine if the, if the Minnesota Storm paid Sajulayev to come and work out with, with Gable Stevenson? Dude, Ohio would lose their... All right, all right. This is, this is fantastic and all, but can we wrap this baby up? All right. Mario's a little sleepy. Uh, well, you guys, thank you. Uh, we've got a little bit more bickery on this one than, than we usually do. I like, uh, you know, just so you know, too, uh, we're going to have a topic on this next one. Uh, I think Camila Gonzalez is going to have something to say about your Greco and, and Jeff Estrada. Uh, you guys are sleeping on that. Camilo is a Sunkist Open champ. He, I can't he has say. a I can't lot say. more in the tank than that. So we'll be talking about that next time, though. You Sounds guys good. Him. But anyhow, everybody else, thank you so much for uh, – listening to us uh we're coming to itunes and google play soon we got our everything put in already we're just waiting for them to go ahead and clear us but aside from that we thank you for your support please 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 push us out to all your friends your family like us share us do all that good stuff thanks again to josh rybeck and uh mario for spending time i know mario's tired he had a long drive today so play our music and we are out there we go